Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Loveline with neo-feminist entrepreneur and talk show host Amber Rose. I'm going to be talking about sex, relationships, and self-confidence. Everything from sexual curiosity to self-empowerment. Amber is joined by certified sex therapist Dr. Chris Donahue. I'll be talking about my own personal experiences and answering intimate questions from fans. This is Loveline with Amber Rose. Well, this is Loveline with Amber Rose and Dr. Chris Donahue. What's going on, Chris? Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Just uh, still on a slut walk high. What a magical day that was! Wow, it was. Um, it was beautiful. It was. Uh, it was. It was overwhelming in a really, really cool way. Um, you know, since uh, since the weekend, I've had so many people come up to me and literally cry, like wow. cry, and say that slut walk has changed their life i mean men and women and you know that's exactly what i do it for so um it was really cool yeah the energy was so positive i've been to a lot of different events um and everyone was in such a good outgoing mood and everyone was so friendly yeah but more importantly it was fascinating to watch the people that weren't part of the slut walks experience of the slut walk Really? Yeah, like I was more focused on those that weren't part of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, of course, there were people that I think were shocked. And, and You mean people like that were just passing by? Yes. Okay, so tell me. I, I didn't, you know, I was like working all day, <laughs> yeah, so you, I didn't get a chance working. to see it. Well, when we were doing the actual walk, I yeah. was looking up and watching. There's a construction site that we walked by. Mm-hmm. And those guys all had their phones out, right? So their interpretation was just like they had no idea what was going on. Right. But <clears throat> um, I was I was watching uh, the people on the side of the street because they there was, there was also like another walk. Uh, but anyway, and it was really interesting because at first I think people didn't understand what was going on. And then I watched people uh, taking in the signs. And it was really interesting. I think people were relating to it without realizing that it was something to be related to. Oh, wow. And so I guess my point is, is that those people were impacted and I think took it home in a really interesting transformative way as well. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. Um, By the way, do you know how many people showed up? How many? 7,100. That's, yeah, that's I mean, last year was maybe 3,000. Really? So you more than double? Yeah, I mean, when we were doing the walk, I I couldn't see anything but people. Yeah. Right? It was like the music and the people and just heads. Yeah. That's that's amazing. Congrats. And thank you. Yeah. I I mean, and that was just a walk. So that was like the beginning of the day. So, but where did they even come the, from? When we first, when I first got to the beginning of the walk, so before the walk started, we went down to like the ground zero, and there was a decent number of people, and the DJ was was jamming, everyone's like laughing, having fun, and making signs. I was talking to everyone, but there wasn't like that many people. And then the minute the walk began, they all just came out of nowhere. Crazy! It blew my mind. Yeah, 
they all were there. They did the walk. Then they went to Pershing Square and they all were like dancing, going to the booths. Mm-hmm. Um, it was awesome. I, 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 if those of you that didn't make it down next year, book your ticket at a time. Yeah, make, get your flight for sure. So awesome. I I actually think that we grew out of Pershing Square this year. Which is amazing because it's only the second annual one. The second one, we grew out of the venue. Like, it was literally almost too much for that venue. The, they tried to shut us down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All what was day. that about? I saw that. I was. Well, it's just capacity. So, like, okay. you know, God forbid if there was an earthquake or a fire or gunshots or anything, um, it would have been hard to get all the people out safely. Because we were backstage and the one uh, person involved in Pershing Square was like, you know, I think we're shutting it down. We're shutting it down. No one else can come back. And I was like, Trina didn't even go on yet. Right. Like, there's so much to do still. Not yet. Not Trina yet. needs to come on <laughs> and fucking kill this shit real quick. That's crazy. But you brought out the most diverse creative crowd of people I'd ever seen I I was at Coffee Bean a couple hours before mm-hmm. and my friend sent me a picture of Dance Hall Chrissy and he was like I'm a huge fan of this dude yeah please check him out <clears throat> got to the event and sure enough there he was and I went and took a picture with him and I think what was really touching to me about seeing him is that there's something so brave in someone who's occupying so many different intersection intersecting minority statuses yeah. to A, be brought in by you mm-hmm. and to be given a platform and yeah. B, just to live his life so openly in that way is so inspiring to me. Yeah, well, so so how I found Dance Hall Chrissy, I... um. I found him on Instagram and he was just dancing and he was just very confident in his dancing. And he had like a couple followers here and there, but I would look at the comments and people would say a lot of negative mean things. There was one I read where someone said, yeah, this guy needs to be put in the asylum. I mean, it was just shit like that. It just pisses me off. Um, Cause it's very obvious that he's super sweet, super funny, very confident in his body, which is complete slut walk. It's no body shaming. Well, because and- here's the thing, and not and not for me to do a reverse version of that. But if you're thin and 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 uh, in good shape and and maybe white and attractive congratulations on wearing something that's revealing, but there's no risk in that. That's easy and lazy. Right. But for someone like this, who's fat and has a gender fluidity to very openly build an identity of confidence in who he is and what makes sense to him. That is really profound for me. Right. And, and he, and he loves it. I mean, you know, and so, um, when I found him, we just, we started DMing each other and I was just like, you know, he really built my confidence. He really did. And, you know, a lot of people look at me as like this super, super confident girl, which I am. But to see people like that, it's like fucking wow, man. Like he literally does not give a shit. He's he's in his room. He's dancing. He's putting on his favorite music. His he's wigs. doing his makeup, his yep. wigs, yep. his his fucking little outfits. Where does he live? Where was he coming in? He from? lives in New York. Okay. He lives in New York. We started direct messaging, too, and he was so blown away that you took the time and the care enough to fly him in. I think it was his first time in an airplane he might have said in one of the posts. Yes, it was. It was. And I told him, don't trip. He'll be fine. But I, <laughs> I flew I flew him and his friend out personally and I just wanted him to come and have a good time and, you know, if, if he can really affect my life, I, I felt like he could affect everyone else's life that was there. Um, gave him his whole moment to go out there and dance yeah. in his tutu he and he looked moment. gorgeous. <laughs> and um, and I, I absolutely adore him. Um, uh, also, Joanne the Scammer was yes. there. Um, Blame It On Quay was there as well. These are all like you know, IG 
funny comedic sensations i mean these are the this is what see i i love when the the script gets flipped so i love the fact that these people can establish their own celebrity and don't need the support of a network mm-hmm. or an agent yeah and they're not they following mother. the traditional path they've got mother where you're you're <laughs> happily gonna make help them. Yeah. but even on their own like they're just doing what they're doing and they're getting attention that way and they're doing it in a way that isn't the standard way um I love it. I hope it gives more people confidence to just kind of be their crazy queer selves. No, for sure. Um, briefly, I, I want to I want to touch on the artwork for mm-hmm. Slut Walk because I've been getting a lot of tweets and people are saying that they felt like their artwork, um, you know, was treated poorly. And um, you know, obviously, I it was my Slut Walk, so I'll take ownership of that. Um, I know that it wasn't my team. We take care of people's artwork, especially artwork. My house is full of slut walk artwork. So if I seen anything on the floor, I would have literally had a fit that day. Um, But, you know, I just want to say that I appreciate everyone that brought their artwork to slut walk. It is, you know, um, thank you for taking the time out to to do it. I would love to put it in a museum one day. Um, Some some pieces in my house as well. But... um, on behalf of me and my team, I do apologize if you guys felt like, uh, you know, the artwork was was treated poorly because it was on the ground. I would probably say maybe, you know, Slut Walk, we have volunteers. So we have people that just come in and they volunteer to work at the, the stations. And let me also that, just yeah. point out that as someone who was I guess welcomed in as a guest I got to be backstage and watch the staff and crew of both Pershing Square and Slut Walk and those people were working their asses off there were so many moving parts and so many problems and fires that they were trying to put out they your team was so phenomenal with always trying to make sure everyone was happy had what they needed when they were trying to manage massive issues they still found time to turn me and be like do you need water yeah. So just give them a little bit of a break as well, the people mm-hmm. who are upset about their artwork, because these people were trying to make everyone happy and to do yeah. so many different things. And this event was more, you know, massive than I think people expected. And so things are going to slip through the cracks. I mean, and that and that's the thing, you know, it it's the second time that we've done this. Uh, we haven't fully perfected it, but the amount of people that came out, right. the amount of support that we've received for Slut Walk, um, you know, I apologize if it, you know, if the if the artwork was on the ground it definitely was not on the ground uh the beginning of the day throughout the day i don't know what happened but um to all the artists out there that did send in um your artwork it was greatly appreciated and trust me it is in very good hands right now awesome for sure how about some of the pushback did you get any interesting feedback to the event negative Oh, fucking Benzino. I saw that. Motherfucker. <laughs> I wanted you to go there. I she, saw that. Yeah. I mean, what? I, you know, and it's so funny because but I know Benzino. I've done Hip Hop Weekly, you know, seven years ago. Give the quote. Give a quick one sentence quote. So it was something like, I can't I'm, believe I, what's going on celebrity. I wouldn't want my daughters to be a part of this. Yeah. So I, okay. So I'll just read. Your response was brilliant though. I'll read from the page. Okay. From what he said. Um, A lot of misspelling on his behalf, but whatever. We won't judge. Um, Thank God my 19-year-old daughter doesn't, now he spelled doesn't, completely wrong, follow this garbage. Thank God she has patience to guide her from this BS. I think he meant parents. Um, This shit needs to stop. Shaking my head. Uh, Wow. 
This is very poor grammar. Um, I'm a time where these young girls need guidance. This exactly what we don't need. WF, don't know what that is. Uh, I guess, what the fuck? He, He forgot the T. What the fuck has happened to us as a society where we condone and support this BS? I'm starting to hate this industry. Okay, so let me just make a comment. You can comment on that industry part, but let me talk to you. As a mental health professional who works with couples and individuals who have had sexually oppressive environments or been born just within a more neutralized sexual environment, Mm -hmm. your self-esteem and your value as a person in the world is directly tied to how you feel about your sexual self. Yeah. If you do not feel confident to express yourself relationally and the sexually in the ways that make sense to you, you will not feel like a solid whole person in the world. You will end up in my office mm-hmm. with your partner or on your own trying to figure out how to feel confident and have a really healthy long-term sex life and relationship. Yeah. It's people like him that are actually keeping all my clients stuck and needing my help. Yeah. If we were able to move <clears throat> through the world and talk talk openly about sexuality, which I don't care how old your daughter is. She's a sexual person from birth. Mm -hmm. There are studies showing that children are touching themselves and erect in sexual in utero. Right. Children are, people need to be allowed to like talk about these things. One of the most beautiful things about Slut Walk was seeing 16 year olds and 17 year olds Mm -hmm. that were there watching role models saying, I'm allowed to be sexual and be a confident person in the world. Yeah. And also safe sex. I mean, like we literally promote safe sex at totally. Slut Walk. We have HIV and AIDS testing. But guess to what? Know your status. If you can't talk about and be confident in your sexuality, that is unsafe sex. And furthermore, so wait, let me let me tell you my response. I said, hey, at I am Benzino. One day, someone will call your daughter a slut, hoe, whore, etc. for no reason at all, besides the fact that she's beautiful, confident, possibly if she wears something sexy and or, God forbid, gets sexually assaulted, victim blamed. Please educate yourself on what the movement is before you speak so ignorantly. You're welcome to visit AmberRoseSlutWalk.com for more info. So, this is the thing, right? A lot, the most of the backlash that I get is you're teaching these young girls, you're teaching our daughters to go out and be hoes and just fuck mad dudes. Okay. This is the thing. Raise your own fucking kids. I'm Sebastian's mother. I've said it on numerous occasions. I am not a role model, okay? I'm a girl from Philly that was a stripper that fucking fell in love with a a famous rich guy. And guess what? I became famous for my look and my fucking confidence and attitude. And I took my platform somewhere else and, and, and made it absolutely bigger and better, you know, and married and married a a famous guy and had a beautiful baby with him. People want to constantly bring that up, right? It's like, Oh, you, you, you know, you fuck famous guys and got famous. No, that's not the case. I got famous because I'm fucking stunning. Okay? <laughs> Bottom line. Because I'm amazing. visually fucking gorgeous. And guess what? That's genetics. Thank you, mom and dad. But, you know, it's just like, it's like, I am not here 
to raise anyone's children. I talk to women. I talk to grown women and grown men. Benzino is, we're both Cape Verdean. Every time we see each other, it's like, oh, my Cape Verdean brother, like, what's up? You know, and it's always like a moment because we don't, there's not a lot of us. There's not a lot of Cape Verdeans out there. So, you know, we, me and Benzino always had that moment. I really feel like he could have approached that situation better. So what he did, he did that. I hit him with straight facts like I do. And he started putting up, he started posting people's negative comments about me on his Instagram. Wow. So he would screenshot a negative comment like Amber Rose ain't nothing but a stupid ass hoe that wants all these other hoe ass slut ass bitches what, 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 to go out and, and fuck how is mad that niggas. Though? What, what's that in service of just further I mean, shaming you? Listen, or trying to show that there's a lot of people that have a problem with you. Yeah. Welcome to the fucking world. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I mean, if everyone liked me, I wouldn't be doing something great. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Congratulations, dude. You're boring and lazy. If that's your response. I mean, here's the thing. He's just showing is why the slut walk is as important as it is exactly. and why next year needs to be bigger because sorry that you're scared of sex. Yeah, well, not even and that. femininity. His baby's mom was there with his son. Oh. And she came to support because she's a woman and a shit. Having a baby with a man like that, I'm sure that she has dealt with so much slut shaming and ridicule and I was so happy to see her face and look, there. And I said this when I spoke at the event, which I don't know if you caught that, but I, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, no, you're like, I was in the back busy. Yeah, I was busy. But listen, you know, slut shaming is the exact same process as being sexist or homophobic or body shame. It's just bigotry and hate and yeah. you can't support one form and knock another. So if you're okay, you know, putting down people and being prejudiced, then you're okay with prejudice. So, right. Sorry that that happened like that. I saw that. I mean, it's cool. I, you know, listen, Hey, listen, I, I actually like that. I like when people give me a hard time when it comes to that, because it gives me an opportunity to explain exactly what it is. Yeah. But guess what? If you're going to, if you're going to, uh, share your opinion, please do it in an intelligent and thoughtful way. I'll just say that. I mean, look, a perfect Otherwise, example, just... when something goes on in the world and it's all over the news and I just did a 12 hour day and then I look at my Twitter and they're like, Amber, why are you not talking about this? Why are you not using your celebrity po- platform to, to speak on these issues? I'm like, I just got home. Let me, can I educate myself on exactly what happened so I can then speak on it clearly? I don't know what's going on. Excuse me. So give me an opportunity to know what's going on so I can speak on it. Benzino did absolutely no research at all. Literally didn't go to the website. And then even after I said he can go to the website for more info, he then continued to write um, post yeah. negative comments but about that's it. That's what we call trolling. He wasn't actually interested in a adult conversation and transformation. He just wanted to attack because he was uncomfortable. Oh wait, so he did a he did a video after that. What? And the video said the Jeez. video. The video said. So wait, let me get this straight. Basically, what you're saying is is that y'all hoes can go out and fuck a thousand different dudes and that's okay all right amber whatever and i was like that's exactly what i'm yeah, saying yeah I'm, I'm waiting for the punchline right that was his I, point I, yes I'm exactly yes. saying that yes. you can Grown go out adults yeah. can confidently have sex with the people they choose to and walk away feeling okay about it yeah, yeah that's exactly what we're saying that's exact i'm 
I'm literally saying go out and do whatever the fuck you want and literally do not apologize for it. Protect yourself and have fucking fun as a grown ass person. I don't know. I'm not here to raise your kids, people. I'm just not. I'm I'm not here to be anyone's mother. So please stop hitting me with the fucking tweets that say, what kind of role model are you for my daughter? What kind of role model are you for your daughter? What are you doing? You know, and then it's like I get the other tweets like, <clears throat> there's so much more important things going on in the world, Amber. Why don't you try to, you know, make a difference? Why don't you get the fuck off of Twitter and go make a difference yourself? I started this from the ground up, my slut walk. How about this? How about attacking some of the celebrities who have a platform and have done nothing at all, period? Yeah. The fact that you tried to do at least one thing, I applaud you because there's a lot of big name celebrities who names I won't bring up who do absolutely nothing but reinforce body shaming and classism and materialism. Yeah. And do nothing but post pictures of their body and their haircut. Yeah. Boring. You're part of the problem, not part of the solution. Absolutely. So anyway, enough enough attention to that, dude. Let's move forward to something. Ugh, Benzino. <clears throat> so let's talk about this fascinating little nugget. Um, how about... Oh, want to do that? And then we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. So what's... So what, All right. Yeah. All right, so listen, people, call us and leave a message. Like, I know the phone number seems janky as fuck, <laughs> but just call us uh, at 213-375-5258. There will be a time very soon where we will live take your call and talk to you maybe next then, season i don't know we're <laughs> please trying please tell me it's not gonna take that long <laughs> come on k-rock and cbs but until then we really do you know take the calls we do listen to them we do play them yeah just leave a message and even if you know whatever even if you fuck up and you hang up and leave another one whatever but this is what kills me I was saying this earlier. I can't tell you how many times a day you blow up my direct message on Instagram with questions. Call yeah. in and ask them, and then I can actually take an extensive amount of time to talk about it. I can't. I will not type out a multiple page response on Instagram. It's not right. possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Call All in. right. Call in 213-375-5258. And remember to subscribe at lovelinewithamberrose.com or iTunes and recommend it to your friends. All right, so many people are embarrassed when it comes to talking about sex toys, and they can't imagine how, you know, actually ordering sex toys online. But Adam and Eve makes it easy and provides discreet shipping, which is good, you know? Like, if you're in the house and your mom is there, you don't want to have a big fucking dildo box, you know, like a big dildo on the outside of the box when it gets delivered. I do, but I know that many people aren't comfortable having that <laughs> sitting outside the front of their door. I, I love it. It's a big, bold, radical act. I mean, here's the thing. I was saying this last week. Go Adam and Eve, buy a sex toy, because that is that is the most powerful way for you to acknowledge, at least to yourself, that sexuality is important to you. Yeah, no, absolutely. But I, I like the discreet packaging, yes. um, you know, for, for people that don't want everyone in their business. Um, and Adam's true feel cock. Okay, I've tried this. I really Is that why the package is open? Yes. Um, just kidding. I have one upstairs. <laughs> we're gonna put yours but, on eBay. The one that yeah, you put it on back eBay. In the box eBay that shit. Oh my god, they're gonna be sniffing it. It's gonna be amazing. Um, so Adam and Eve's tr- uh, true feel cock. I tried it. So, so we get a bunch of we get a bunch of sex toys here, and 
you know, honey, I'm a single girl. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, I, I come down into the podcast room and I'm like, eh, let me sift through the box real quick. And it, it was, it really feels like a real penis. Well, let me ask you a question. What, what grabbed you the most? The fact that it's latex free or that it has a suction cup base for hands-free play? Um, Cause it's also harness compatible. <laughs> exactly. Did you strap on? Um, I did not. Okay. I don't have anyone to strap on for, but on we'll work on that. But, um, well, I like the texture. I like the fact that it's latex free cause I'm allergic to latex mm. and you know, I get irritated. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And, um, Adam and Eve also has the magic massager deluxe. I haven't tried that yet, but I can only assume that it's, it has eight different speeds and function so i'm sure there's a little vibration a little swirl a little twirl going yeah, on super strong vibrations flexible ball spring head long handle for easy maneuvering Ooh, <laughs> excuse you adam and eve and it's got uh eight functions oh wow eight speeds and functions that's great yeah well that's my date tonight so uh I'll leave you guys alone. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, we also have a Greedy Girl, Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and this is a rabbit, G-Spot Rabbit Vibrator. So this one, um, oops, almost dropped it. So this one, I think, goes inside Okay. for the G-Spot. Damn, I'm going to have an amazing night tonight. <laughs> Thanks, Adam and Eve. All right, make sure you guys go to adameve.com and check out all the amazing products they have, um, and they can help you experience pure ecstasy. This week offer is 50% off one item plus free shipping and a free mystery gift. Half off? Yeah. That's massive. Half off. Um, And just enter Loveline at checkout to get 50% off. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, Chris, do you want to do you want to start this story? Yeah, sure, sure. So, the New York Post put out an article talking about how platonic friends, this is actually a powerful statement, platonic friends will absolutely destroy your relationship. Wow. Men and women cannot be platonic friends. What's interesting is right there, the article is very heterocentric because it's just talking about heterosexuals, men and women. Right. That's cool. We'll let that slide. Um, <clears throat> so that's a big bag of bullshit. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, one of the number one things I say to people- they actually put this out. Yeah, every, every now and then crappy articles like this slip through. I get asked to get quoted in some of these and I turn, I turn stuff like this down, but like, you know, number one, the biggest problem with this for me is that when people are dating, they'll say to me all the time, like, Dr. Donnie, what's a really good way to assess how healthy this person is? And I always say, based on the way that they talk about their exes and whether or not they're friends with their exes. Mm. If you're, the person you're dating is still friends with their exes, that means that they know how to leave relationships lovingly. Yeah. They know how to be a good partner. Why? Because they're still able to be friends. Mm -hmm. And that's a really good sign. If someone talks badly about their exes, they're going to be talking that way about you at some point. Yeah. That's a warning sign. No, for sure. Um, And so the the thing with me, there's like a meme out there where, you know, where a girl says, um, you know, I only have guy friends and it's like a bunch of hot dogs in her mouth. Um, (laughs) But um, that's kind of me. Like my whole team is men. Right. Uh, most of my friends, like you, mm-hmm. B- Brandon, mm-hmm. Quincy, mm-hmm. Dirty Draws. I mean, like, I have like, I have China and Priscilla. Tamika is like my day to day manager. There's not a lot of girls in my life like that. Um, and it's all guys. Literally, we don't have sex. Right. Uh, it's not weird. Right. 
they really just become like family like any and they're other supportive of people you're dating like when you tell me about dude you're interested in yeah i'm not ruining your relationship i happily support you all your male friends are on your side yeah it's such a bizarre comment and you know what i i didn't even think about it so i had like a, a you know a little piece come over the other night um after slut walk and you know i had kind of had like a nighttime pool party like a couple mm-hmm. drinks here and mm-hmm. there um and my house was was it was a fucking sausage party like it was like my whole house was full of guys sure because they're all my my male friends yeah. and then i had my piece come over and they're just like oh man so good to meet you like it wasn't weird because it's very obvious i'm not fucking any of them so why can't you have a platonic yeah here's the thing if your partner if the person you're dating has good boundaries they can be friends with anybody yeah so it's more about how healthy and how good are the boundaries of the person you're dating. But I want people to be friends with their exes. There's something really beautiful about the fact that you realize we're not compatible romantically or sexually. And we're going to be friends now. Yeah. And we're still going to relate and be a part of each other's lives and connect over the things that brought us together. That's awesome. You're friends with a lot of your exes. I am. And that's important to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So I'm articles- even friends with guys that I just boned like randomly. And then like they, sure. we realized that it's just not what, you know, it wasn't going to go anywhere besides that. And then we just become really great friends yeah so this article's bunk i i don't agree with any of that at uh all. new york post Insecurity. get it together and this kind of like pushes us into the next one there there's a story about um a bride whose wedding was canceled because a video of her got out where she's kissing some random guy at her bachelorette party yeah Ouch. i mean so can I, I just want to go back to my dancing days sure. when we used to have bachelor parties come mm-hmm. in to the strip club um and you know, I I remember, and I was I was young, I was very young at the time, but I remember um, a lot of the guys would be like, "Man, this is your last night, bro! Like, this is your last night before you know forever before you get married." And it's just like, weren't you guys together for the past three years? And like, <laughs> now you're gonna right. sign a paper and right. you're fucking, you know? It's right. just like, it, but that's how a lot of people's minds work. But I also feel like it's extremely immature as well it's like the younger people that are getting married and um um and so yeah and so probably her girls not that she shouldn't be blamed for it as well but probably peer pressured her like girl this is your last night you're all the way in mexico yeah. he's fucking hot make out with him it's gonna be the last and look time at the picture. you could do it. Actually look at the picture she's doing it in public she wasn't sneaking around and doing it, it looks like it happened impulsively stupidly yeah her friends may push her into. i mean you know here's the thing and and i get i got i was <laughs> i just did a podcast and i got a lot of flack for having said this they pulled this quote out from the past but i i don't think cheating is a reason to break up a relationship if you have a happy healthy so relationship either. and someone one of them cheats that's a call to maybe sit down and talk about feelings and boundaries and impulse control and and you know compassion but you don't break up with someone over that so i don't support the husband or the fiance breaking off the marriage yes your feelings were hurt that's very embarrassing i would not feel awesome yeah. if the person i was in a relationship with if we but were i mean it's just a happen. stupid ass kiss she probably got sure. drunk off tequila you know the girls were like just kiss them girl fuck it you know if you're gonna and- get rid of her over that you weren't going to make it because what else would you be so sensitive and willing to end a relationship over? Right. If that's all it took. Right. That's what I say. So you didn't have a lot of love and care because you would have sat down and talked it out and worked through it. Yep. Come and see me. Would have helped you. She was very young to be getting married to. It's no shade, no judgment, but, uh, 
I, I seen I you know I'm like the queen of memes. Um, I seen yeah. I'm learning that about you. Where, I, I'm obsessed what are you with sitting memes. all your downtime going through these? I do actually. You got to start sending some of these to me because I, I don't. I definitely will. I don't know these. I'm gonna tell you certain pages to follow. You're okay. gonna love them. Cool. But um, it, there 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 was another meme that said like um, get married young so you can get divorced by your 30s and have like an amazing life. <laughs> um, which I'm like yeah. Yeah, that's your story. That's pretty accurate. <laughs> like, get married young, have that moment. You know, realize that it's just not what you really want, and then sure. in your thirties, fucking wall out and have an amazing well, time. There's two really smart thoughts in that, which is number one, slow down and stop being in such a rush to get married. Yeah. Like, what is the rush, right? And I know a lot of girls, quote unquote, want to get that ring, but like really calm down a little bit. The yeah. relationship should be more important than that expensive costume party yeah. called a wedding. And number two, this idea that marriage is this horrible, heinous, life-sucking, you know, sex-ending thing needs mm-hmm. to stop as well. Right, that too. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the uh, couples that I talk to, they um, uh, like when I was going through my divorce, I would like reach out to I, literally random people. I swear to God, I'd be at the airport and be like, how long have you been married? I was, I, I really was going through hell. But, um, you know, a lot of people would say your second marriage is so much better because you learned so much. You your first marriage. I mean, Jesus, she'll never make this mistake again. Let's right. just say that. Sure. Right. So the second marriage is like, Fuck the bachelorette party. I genuinely love him. I don't give a shit about going to Mexico. You know, she's going to just have a whole Wait, different make vibe. make it really about the love and relationship? Yeah. Not about the Mexico trip exactly. and getting a cool ring to show your friends and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's yeah. what it should be about. So your example is awesome where the second marriage might be better, these people say, because it's actually about the person and love. Exactly. Right. It's not about the ring. It's not about the moment. It's not, you know, um, so... Let me also just throw this out there. We get really hung up on, people will call that, you know, this wedding not happening isn't a failure. You know, the length of time is not what determines the health of a relationship. Mm -hmm. It's how good of a partner you were. No, for sure. So anyway, bless you both. Yeah, God bless. (laughs) Good luck in the future. All right. So, so Chris, there's the first sperm bank app. It was only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. So you get on the app, you look at some pictures, they tell you how smart he is, you know, um, what else? Uh, history, looks, occupation, the highest uh, education degree, height, personality. I mean, p- personality, everyone's going to say they have a good personality. I mean, who the fuck? Like, you know, are, are I have a really, horrible personality. They're like, they're going to check that box on the app. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm a horrible person. I'm cranky. Most people don't like me yet. No one's going to really post themselves as that. Right. And then medical history. Is it like extensive medical history or can they lie about it? Like, well, what is the fucking, how are they vetting that? I, I don't know what, what bothered me about this is someone made the comment. How much further can we go in the trivialization of parenthood? What's not fair about that is I, I do work with a decent number of couples that are trying to get pregnant and they haven't been successful on their own. And so they are looking into sperm banks and 
it's a really upsetting, torturous experience for some of them. And there's a lot of anxiety and I'm okay with the ease. This is about ease for them. This is about them being able to comfortably at the end of a long day where often they've beat themselves up emotionally about not being able to have the family they want to have to be able to sit down together and just go through things on their phone. I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. That's not making trivial parenthood or birth. Right. It's making it more accessible and easier and more comfortable for them to do it at home. So I'm okay with that. Just like all the other apps. I don't I, I want to order my dinner very quickly with ease from my couch yeah, through fuck yeah. an online app. Right. Right? And same thing with dating. I'm a fan of dating and sex apps because I don't want to have to drag myself down to a bar to maybe meet someone to go on dates. Well, I mean, how convenient. Like, okay, you, you know, you're you're trying to have a baby. It's not really working out. Instead of like, let me go to a sperm bank, sit with this person, sure. look through a fucking book. Right. You can literally get an app on your phone yes. and all day long. Maybe there's, I don't know how often they upload new images and new people, but it's like, kind of like christmas morning every morning you get up you kind of look and see exactly. what's new on the app what new hottie you got going on for it to grab and it says you can create a wish list it will alert you when someone matches that i think that's beautiful it's i convenient. think that's fucking great got my support <laughs> Shit. all right so we're gonna be talking about kapari so I have been using their products. <laughs> Aren't they amazing? Yeah, I really, really love them. Seriously. No, seriously. I'm just obsessed Look at my too. skin. Do I look moisturized and dewy? Am you I glowing? So glowy, so dewy. <laughs> so I am a chronic coffee drinker. Mm -hmm. I am perpetually dehydrated. Mm. <clears throat> I'm always trying to drink more water. So I'm an overuser of moisturizers. Yeah. To try to kind of keep that balance because I don't want dry, unsmooth skin. For sure. You know, people generally, when they're touching you and rubbing you, want to feel your body really smooth. Mm -hmm. I'm a single guy, so, you know, hands on me. Yeah, thank yeah. you. See? <laughs> so <clears throat> what's important to me, though, is that anytime someone's putting something on their body or in their body, I think it's really good to make sure it's safe. Yeah. And Kapari's products have no sulfates, no silicones, no GMOs, and no parabens. That's huge. I think yeah. that's really important. People, you need to care about stuff like that. And this is a company that's already handled that, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, so, you know, their products can be used as a facial moisturizer, the coconut balm for super dry skin. That's me. I'm the guy that needs a lot of that. The buff, the body scrub. Oh my God. Obsessed. Every day. Yeah, it's so Twice good. A day. Yeah. Face and body. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, it gives you a glow and a shimmer. You know, I'm not a fan of that, maybe in my daily life, but when I'm on television and doing events, I do want a shimmer. I do like the glow. I'm often sitting next to Miss Rose, mm -hmm. and she just naturally has that shimmer and that glow, so I got to compete. I do. We got to keep our t my <laughs> tattoos looking as good as yours and, and popping. Um, so high quality, great aroma, non-gritty texture, and you can apply, as we said, head to toe. So if you want the great skin and hair, go with Kapari. Uh, go to kaparibeauty.com slash mava. And you get 20% off your order. That's Kapari, K-O-P-A-R-I, beauty.com slash mother for 20% off. So yeah, that's for guys and girls. And that's important. Us guys get overwhelmed sometimes thinking products are only for women. Right. But I'm telling you, your girl will be happy you did it or your guy. Hell Go yeah. get some Kapari. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. So right now I'm wearing my me undies. They're so comfortable. I, I am too. They're, I mean, awesome. are they amazing? Yeah, it, the comfort is, you had talked about, they use a special material or fabric and whatever it is, it works because not only do they keep their shape, I like my underwear feeling tight and snuggly, yeah. right? But they're also really soft and comfortable. 
Very. And um, a big thank you to Me Undies uh, for Slut Walk. Most of the girls at Slut Walk actually wore Me Undies. Wow. Um, they're so comfortable. They're, um, you know, they don't give you like a crazy wedgie, which I hate. You know what I mean? They kind of like the way they the way they made them. They kind of like go around your butt. They, and they stay put and they hug. They stay put. <laughs> I mean, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I luckily I've gotten a few pairs. I got some actually the slut walk because they were there as well. Yeah. Like, I got some and they're in my favorite underwear. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, did you did you accidentally? Uh, can, can I hear this story? Yes. Yeah, so I last time we were here uh, while we were actually taping, I I was also going through the pile of me undies and I was pulling. Out out the ones that are my size so i got home and i put on the one pair and they're like they're uh very, they're little briefs yeah and i usually wear boxer briefs but i was like let me try these you know and i put them on i was like wow you know they look really good i, I could rock a little brief and i was looking though in the crotch area and i was thinking like wow my junk is really 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 hanging out and i thought <laughs> They're just not giving full coverage, but they're so comfortable. The cut looks really good. <laughs> and then I realized, because I'm wearing panties. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, the, you know, because I was like, they're just oddly flat. Were your balls like thin. hanging out on both totally. sides? Totally. But so the thing funny. is, they were so comfortable. And I loved the cut and the color. And they have cool designs. I just kind of was like rocking them. So, yeah. That's sick. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> they're awesome. I didn't I throw them away. I would have paid to see that picture. <laughs> All right, and so for a limited time, everyone that's listening gets 20% off their first order, but you have our special URL, meundies.com slash muva. That's M-U-V-A, meundies.com slash muva. Um, and uh, with Me Undies, you get better day guaranteed. You have nothing else to lose, so uh, don't wait any longer. Go to meundies.com slash muva, excuse me, right now for 20% off your first order. And remember, there's nothing sexier than when you go home with someone or having sex with someone they're wearing good underwear. Oh, fuck yeah. Cheap underwear is not hot. Uh Uh-uh. Get get good. (laughs) Stop getting your underwear at Rite Aid. (laughs) Okay. All right, so we're getting into calls. And people, make sure you call in. Leave a message. We want to hear your questions. And, um, you know, uh, we've been getting some good ones, but we we want to hear some more. What's that janky number, Amber? Uh, The janky number. It's 213-375-5258. And I'm going to say it slower because I know, like, (laughs) you know, we have cell phones now. And you're probably on your cell phone listening to our podcast. So go get a pen, okay? Two one three, three seven five five two five eight. Call us. All right, let's get started. Hey, girl. This is Ben. I have a question about something very simple. It might be medical, but we go go gay. Um, and I know you don't do anal, but I want to know about hemorrhoids and anal. It might be more medical, like I said. But I find that when I have anal sex that it stretches them out. I have, like, a couple. They're not, like, gross or, like, noticeable even. Um, It's more I can feel them. And there's a couple on the outside. And it's always, like, a concern because I wonder if I'm damaging myself. But right when I get going and then afterwards, I actually don't even have the problem of feeling the hemorrhoids. Um, and then they come back a little stronger maybe, a, like, a week later because um, I'm kind of like you. I'm, like, either 
I can go a while without sex, but then I guess I binge a little bit. So um, that's my question. I'd love to know about hemorrhoids and anal. Thank you. Can you have sex while you have hemorrhoids? Yes. Um, definitely use a lot of lube because I, I, I'm always concerned if anyone's having sex that feels painful. So if you're having anal sex with hemorrhoids and it hurts, stop. Yeah. Because you are possibly damaging something. But if you use a lot of lube, theoretically, you can absolutely have sex still. You know, just to bring in the whole safe sex talk, the one thing I would worry about is with a lot of the pressure and the friction, um, there can be some bleeding and that can set you up for some exposure. So just make sure you're being safe and considering that. But you know, the general answer is yeah, you can. And like you said, you actually feel fine afterwards. So, mm-hmm. you know, more power to you. Good luck. Hey, Amber. Um, thank you. Love your energy. Love what you do. Um, as a man who works hard, I do want to say, and I have to ask you a question. Um, I understand you don't mind if, if guys jerk off, masturbate, which is great. Um, my question is, do you mind if I do it to your image? Right? I think you're gorgeous. Um, I just want your permission, if that's fair. Obviously, to do it in the privacy of my home. But for Christ's sake, I would love if you tell me if it's okay if I do it to you. There's nothing better than um, someone that expresses their sexuality like you do. Um, it keeps me satisfied as a hardworking man coming home from a long day's work. You know what I mean? I think you're gorgeous. Thank you for showing the guys love and the girls love. I love what you're about. Um, thank you. But I do want to know if it's okay, Amber, to just want your permission. It'll be, it'll be great if you give me the permission. I appreciate that, Amber. Yes, Daddy. It's okay. Whoa, you just made his whole day, <laughs> month, and year. No, I, that's cool. I actually appreciate that. Um, I I encourage guys out there to masturbate to my images. Um, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. I know there's a, quite a lot of guys. Up, listen, one of my friends back in Philly, he's doing a lot of time, and he said that there's like this cardboard cutout situation like with my picture on it, and the guys actually pay to share it right on upstate in prison um and i'm like fuck yeah that's hot i like that that's that's fucking cool so yes i do give you permission to masturbate to my image do you get so you're giving also blanket universal permission to everyone as well yeah so we don't need everyone to call in individually and no ask. i mean listen enjoy it and you know and enjoy the i don't know what image you're looking at but hey i mean shit enjoy so, it so not only can you she wants you to she's asking i encourage you all, it she encourages i encourage it. i encourage you to masturbate to my images it's hot hi amber i'm 25 and my long-term boyfriend just broke up with me because he said that he can't handle my past and he can't get over it and granted my past is not that expensive Like, I've only been in serious relationships. Um, So he told me that he doesn't think that I'm wife or mother material. So as much as I'm disgusted by a man that thinks that way, it also still really hurts. And I just don't really know how to not be down on myself about that. Like, is it actually possible to find a guy who thinks the way that we think about this kind of stuff? That seriously just pissed me off, hearing that. Um... Yeah, you absolutely 100% deserve better than that. Um, r- listen, this is slut walk. This is like, this is this is slut shaming. And you've been in relationships. I mean, girl, shit, you don't want to know what the fuck I did in my past. <laughs> I mean, goddamn, like, I, you know, it's just, that's so sad. That, like, really hurt my feelings for her because I know 
that's painful to hear like you're not wifey material it's like he's not husband material yep honestly he's not husband material you don't want someone that's gonna be so fucking judgy about your past and things that had that happened before you even met him yes that's the thing people want to hold us accountable to our past you can't we change we grow Mm -hmm. and you know, that's why when someone asks you about your past, I often tell people not to answer because most people aren't mature enough to really sit with and hear what you tell them. So I'm really uncomfortable with that. He's not a healthy guy to be with. He's holding you accountable as a person. What your her entire value and worth as a person is reduced down to the people she's dated in the past. It's so fucked up. Yeah, that's really, really, really primitive. But let me also answer your last question. Are there guys out there that think like the two of you do? Well, there's one sitting here. I'm on this podcast every week. Yeah. I'm a male feminist. I have tons of friends that are also male feminists and there's tons of us out there for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a guy out there for you. You don't have, I mean, I feel like that's abusive. Yeah. That's, 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 that's not only is that slut shaming, which does fall under psychological and emotional abuse. Again, I'd be nervous about what are the other ways that he's trying to control you and dominate you and shame you. So yeah, you you dodged a bullet. No, for sure. Definitely. Hi, Amber. Um, my name is Arlene, and I have a question. Um, I'm only 19, and technically I'm a virgin, and I have a question about sex, of course. It's like I'm very attracted to a lot of people and a lot of men, but I'm afraid to approach them because of my situation. Like, And it tends to scare certain men off. So how do you approach a guy you really like when you haven't had sex, but you're really interested in sex? Okay. Thanks. Let me know. I guess I don't, I wish, I wish we had our phone line going. Cause I have a couple questions for her. She says she's technically a virgin and people a lot of times talk about sex and they just mean vaginal penetration. Sex is anything sexual. So I don't know if you've never had anything sexual occur, but you know, again, your value as a partner is not based on whether or not you've had sex. So, <clears throat> so I mean, what, I don't understand. What is she? I guess she's basically saying I haven't ever been sexual. And so I'm insecure about a guy being interested in me. How should I best approach someone? Mm. That's Any tough. other way you would otherwise. I mean, I've always been a hoe, so I don't know. Like, yeah, you really... <laughs> <laughs> and everyone knows you have. So when you approach them, they know who's approaching. No. Um, look, here's what I say. I'm actually going to flip the whole thing. Every time you have a new partner, you're a virgin again, meaning you don't know who that person is sexually and they don't know who you are. And good partners always try to figure out what the new person's interested in. So we're all in that boat in some form, but you hit on the same way you hit on anybody. You know, um, just show a sign of interest. And, you know, I can't imagine the first couple of dates it's being brought up whether or not you've had sex. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think that it'll just happen organically when it's supposed to happen. Hang in there. Hi. Uh, so my question has to do with sexual chemistry. To make a long story short, I've been in a relationship with someone for almost three years now. I'm 27. He's 28. Uh, We're serious. We live together. We talk about the future, spending the rest of our lives together. I love him. However, on the topic of sexual chemistry, when I compare our sex with great sex that I've had in the past, um, it it doesn't match up. Um, And my question is, is sexual chemistry something that can be worked on 
um, is it something that you can compromise on because it can be worked on, or is it something you should just walk away from? I, I mean, I almost feel cruel to to make the decision to walk away. All right, so I'm going to answer your question solid. I've been working as a sex therapist and a psychologist for over a decade with couples on you know relational therapy and sex. No, you cannot create sexual chemistry. If you do not have sexual compatibility and chemistry with someone, that will not occur just because you're interested in them on other levels or because you married them. What we can do, if the chemistry is already there, is work on making sex more fun, more, di- more dynamic, more interesting, push our boundaries, challenge each other. So if you're saying that sex is not interesting or boring, yes, hang in there. You can work on that highly. If you're saying there's no attraction or chemistry or sex drive with you towards this person, that's not going to happen. And if you want a committed monogamous relationship with someone, it's really important if you want to have long-term happiness that there is sexual chemistry there. So this probably is someone you should be friends with, but this doesn't sound like it's someone you should have a romantic sexual relationship with. I agree. Hi, my question for you, still more relationship. Um, I'm working full-time, and I've been with my wonderful boyfriend for about seven months now. However, when I first started getting serious with my boyfriend, I also started getting serious with a sugar daddy. That's right. I'm a sugar baby, and I have a sugar daddy. Um, my relationship with both men is great. I can't complain. However, my boyfriend is not so comfortable with my sugaring lifestyle. How can I convince him or persuade or just change his thoughts on what I'm doing? It's more of a financial thing for me and not necessarily a romantic type of relationship for me and sugar daddy. Uh, I'm just looking, you know, maybe what I can do or say to try to get my boyfriend to see where I'm coming from. Please let me know. Mm. that's complex it is um damn and she said it's she didn't say it's not at all romantic with the sugar daddy she said it's i forget the word was but it was like a watered down version it's not really that romantic so then maybe there. well i mean i think that she's probably probably saying like he probably takes her out to eat you know or like just like kind of like arm candy when they have to go out somewhere but it's nothing really romantic probably not sexual that's the thing you know the sugar daddy obviously has more money than your boyfriend which he probably feels you know insecure about that as well that you have to go to another man to get you know a couple dollars um i mean listen if you really care about your boyfriend and his feelings and he's very extremely uncomfortable with that i would say you know go with your boyfriend and kind of get rid of the sugar daddy but it's your life if you know this this man is taking care of you and um, helping you with your well-being and your and your I don't know if you have kids or bills and stuff like that. I think at this point you need to just make a choice about if you want happiness with your boyfriend or you want money from the sugar daddy. Yeah, that might be the the challenge. Hello, Amber and podcast friends. I really love your podcast. I just have a really quick question for you guys. I am 24 and I'm a young black male teacher myself, um, and I was wondering. Do you feel like it's appropriate, do you feel like it's necessary to tell my students that I'm gay? Um, I'm a somewhat attractive guy, so they often ask me, like, who are you dating, who are you talking to, and I don't really go into much detail about it at all, but I feel like it could be comforting to some of my male students who may be kind of dealing with that same type of issue at the high school level. 
So just kind of wondering, what do you think is appropriate to say about my sexual orientation to my high school students? Would love to hear feedback. Thanks so much. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I see this two questions. You know, what's what's psychologically needed and healthy and appropriate with the students, and then what's safe for your career? Yeah. I'm tough. not confident that in our current social time that as a black gay man, you can necessarily safely come out at your employment. I, I don't know. You'd in the South. That. He said he lives down okay. South, too. So I have that concern for you, and I don't know that you definitely need to put coming out above your job safety but on the other angle socially and psychologically it's absolutely important that gay visibility occurs and that teachers are able to come out as gay and be role models and hold space for the possibility of other people coming out and other people having a relationship with someone that's gay and is successful so I love the idea that you want to be a role model and that's important and that's needed and that should exist I'm just not confident that you being black in the south and gay can all hold space at your employment. Wow, I, I, you know what, Chris, I actually really agree with that because, um, you know, I when he said, you know, there's there's other gay boys um, in high school that he feels like he could probably help. Um, it was just really cool, you know, because I feel like a lot of teachers would would be very scared. So I think uh, I commend him on wanting to come out and and say that, but. Like you said, he will also have to deal with a lot of ridicule, um, especially in the South. No shade. People are extremely old fashioned and judgmental. And, uh, you know, the parents might actually get mad. They might get mad at you. Um, And if they do, you got Dr. Chris and mother right here to have your back if you do decide to do that. But um, I also am concerned about your about your career. Um, I actually had a gay teacher um, in elementary school and his, his name was Mr. B, Mr. Bartikovsky. And, um, he was literally my favorite teacher and he was extremely gay, but he never said it, but we all knew, but he never, ever said it. And this was in the nineties. This was like 93, 94, you know? Um, but he kind of just, he, we kind of just knew from his mannerisms and you know, how he moved his hands and stuff like that. And, he was just like an awesome guy. So I think if you're just being yourself and you're just an amazing teacher, um, I think that the gay kids might actually come to you instead of you coming to them. Or if the gay kids are going through extreme bullying or something, then you can go and lend a hand to them instead of maybe just coming out and telling the whole school. Yeah, and I and I, I appreciate that question. I. I, I'm, I'm saddened that it's your responsibility to come out. I, yeah. I think it's more the responsibility of the school to get rid of the closet that you have to come out of. And so I think this is like a call to action for everyone listening to stop holding the closet as something people need to come out of. You know, your school should openly already be honoring gay authors, gay writers, um, gay history month. They should have a gay student group. You shouldn't have it all on your shoulders to be the one to create that. So this actually just tells me that your school system has a lot of work to do. For sure. Hi, Amber. This is Ben from L.A., and I want to really ask a question about healing. Um, I recently, well, within the past three years, had a boyfriend who was in jail. Um, About four months into our relationship, I was there when he got arrested. 
bunch of stuff with money. I was never a part of any of it. But when he went to jail, in a way, I kind of went with him. So I didn't realize how long he was going to be there, but it ended up being about two years. And when he got out, he moved in with me. And, of course, that only lasted about four more months. And I've been really feeling kind of untouchable since then. Um, I haven't done much work around it, but um, I don't feel like I'm very attractive right now, and I know it's directly connected to that experience. Uh, in turn, I'm also not really attracting any people into my life, even when I'm trying. So I would just love to hear from you or Chris about this loyalty <laughs> situation that I had um, that has kind of turned me into a loner. Thank you. It's really great to hear your podcast. So the so so basically, he's saying that. His boyfriend went to jail for two years and then got out. He waited for him for two years, got out. The guy moves in for like four months with him and then kind of just left. Mm. And so he just feels like he waited two years for this guy. And then the guy was just like, I'm fucking out, like whatever. Um, Dude, this is like some deep shit today. Yeah, I, Damn. It, it really, really, it really is this one and this one. And I could hear so much sadness in his voice. I don't know how long ago that this happened. Yeah. But like you're still really deeply impacted by it. It seems, it seems very recent by, um, by his voice. But, you know, that's the thing. You got to get up, get up in the morning, get in the shower, shave, do your, whatever, like get dressed and go out. That's, that's the thing that I do when I feel depressed or I'm heartbroken. I feel like I get my heart broken a lot because I love really, really hard. Um, but, you know, I kind of just get up and get it together and go out and get my nails done or go get a facial or go do something for myself to get the hell out of the house um, and and build my confidence back up again. So you sitting there and sulking is not going to make the pain go away. No, and I think you need the experience of having reflected back to you that you're a dateable, erotic, viable person out in the world, and we have that done by other people doing that for us. So do whatever, whatever, what Amber just said is very good for self-care and supporting and empowering, and then you also need to get back out there, go out with your friends, go on the app, start flirting, and you have to remind yourself that you are you know, a single, attractive person in the world. So... Good luck. You got our support. Let us know how that goes. For sure. All right. So don't forget to subscribe. Go to lovelinewithamberrose.com. And people, call us. We need your questions. Please call us at 213-375-5258. That's 213-375-5258. Tweet me and Dr. Chris at Loveline. Um, as well. I'm sorry. Tweet at Loveline as well. And use the hashtag love line and um you know and and go and and rate us give us five stars man we're here we're here and we're happy and <laughs> we love you guys and we're here to answer all your questions so um make sure you subscribe loveline with amberrose.com thanks chris you're awesome yeah it's good hang with you for sure This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.